Today on Life Journeys, I have a prophetic word for you. It's one that you won't have to struggle with to believe. Concerning this recent election, there have been many prophetic words about Donald Trump taking office for a second term. This is not one of those words, but it does concern what is in store for America without doubt. I looked in the Bible for the word prophecy, and in both Hebrew and Greek, it means prediction. Actually, all of God's word is called prophetic, for it predicts God's actions based on men's choices as they line up with God's word. Prophecy says, if you do this, then this will happen. If you do not, then that will happen. Prophecy carries with it a clear understanding that our actions and responses to God determine consequences according to unchanging principles of His Word. Basically, prophecy is a spirit-led application of God's Word to a present situation. Americans have had a great and terrible life lesson in making choices in 2020. We've had to learn about government, wrestle with unbelievable suspicions, and we've also been faced with a well-deserved distrust of many previously grounded foundations. Things are about to change in ways that very few people seem to understand. Hopefully, today's word from Pastor Hartica will help. Just before the Y2K prediction became history, many people were building large shelter areas while others stored food, generators, and even weapons. During that time, I had a prophetic word from God. Now, if any prophecy is genuine, it is basically the Holy Spirit prompting someone to speak into a present-day situation through an application of what God's Word has already stated as a general life principle. My word at that time was simply that this Y2K thing is all about nothing. It's not going to threaten you. Protecting your life is not necessary over this. The biblical principle that God made real to me was simply, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. In times of crisis, God doesn't generally lead us to try to protect ourselves, but rather to care for others without worrying about self-preservation. He doesn't warn us to protect ourselves from the consequences of wrong behavior either, but he does say, change. Prophecy is about a choice and a consequence based upon reliable truth. Jesus' words are recorded in the last chapter of the book of Revelation where he says, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keeps the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now, before I get specific, I want to lay some more groundwork. Prophecy has two elements, choice and consequences. God holds our right to choose as very sacred. He will not violate it but he also holds to absolute consequences that will result from the choices we make. Sometimes those consequences take a long time to manifest, but they never, ever fail to manifest. Prophecy calls us to a choice to trust and obey God. It brings with it courage, hope, and a positive direction. Sometimes that choice involves the need to repent. Here's an example in 2 Chronicles 15 that says the Spirit of God came upon Azariah. He was a prophet, and he said, Hear me, Asa, who was the king of Judah at the time. The Lord is with you while you are with him, and if you seek him, he will be found of you, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And in those times there was no peace, and nation was destroyed of nation and city of city. 
for God did vex them with all adversity. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. And when Asa heard these words, and the prophecy of Obed, that prophet, he took courage and put away the abominable idols out of all the land. And he gathered all Judah and Benjamin and the strangers with them, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul. And he was found of them. And the Lord gave them rest around about, and the heart of Asa was perfect all his days, and there was no more war. You see, prophecy predicts or declares what God will do when men make their choices. We still don't know what the choice of the nation was in this election. The media is trying to tell us what the outcome was, but the church doesn't believe it and is praying that the liberal left doesn't come to power. For months God has been moving upon me with a great burden for our nation, and one thing I know from Scripture, God will never let a one-world government stand, and that's precisely where the far left is trying to take us without question. The book of Revelation, as well as Daniel, speaks about the events leading up to the second coming of Christ. There will be a one-world government set up, and God will crush it in the ultimate battle of battles. Since I began studying Scripture and looking at the world's efforts to this end early in the 1980s, I realized that this won't happen until the U.S. no longer stands in the way. The supposed incoming administration is now poised to embrace what's called the Great Reset. It involves Marxist socialism's principles being put in place, and that is nothing less than a revolution. Now, it's not my intent to convince anyone of this fact here. It'd take far too long. But I know this without a doubt. America is in for a very, very rough short-term future. If the Democratic candidate sits in the White House, your children and possibly you will certainly face the great tribulation decisions of the prophecy of Revelation. If Donald Trump is inaugurated in January... The chaos America will face in rebellion will not allow New Year's celebrations. And according to God's principles that have stood the test of thousands of years, He will not allow the immorality of abortion and LGBTQ lifestyles to corrupt the world any longer. Again, my point is not to convince anyone myself, but to lay the prophetic groundwork for God to do it Himself. It's the call to repentance and faith to prayer, and to victory. We have a choice before us that the secular world is completely ill-equipped to make. Ravi Zacharias expounded on the dilemma and the light needed to better understand where we are in America. He called it a threefold sociological issue, the first being that our nation used to be theonomous. It means God, theos, defining law, nomos, thus our moral law from God. We saw it in phrases such as, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights. Then there is the heteronymous stand of morality, or moral law determined for us by others. Those at the very top, like Islam or Marxism would do, or even like parents determining what the rules are. Heteronymous means another, and anonymous again meaning law. We're used to being grounded in a theonymous moral fabric. 
But today, we are neither of these, theonomous or heteronymous. We have come to the third moral code of the autonomous, or each individual deciding right and wrong for themselves. The so-called new tolerance says, we all get to decide and have inclusivity and diversity. That is, until I disagree, and then you revert to heteronymous and want to censor me or kill me. Without the theonomous moral fabric that began this nation, we come to the chaos of an autonomous moral code that quickly led us to incredible immorality, protests, riots, and violence that quickly will destroy its own autonomous moral code. The plan then all along was to go to the heteronymous code of the government deciding for all of us, and it has used the media to bring about its plan. If we had known God in America, we wouldn't have allowed it to go this far. But we're here now, and when this fully unfolds, either way, you will know why and what we all must do. Seek the Lord with all of our hearts and trust Him, and He will absolutely work it out according to His Word. Which way America goes is up to prayer, faith, and obedience right now. We are in the most critical time in which we have ever lived. And God will do His part in our favor if we will favorably respond to Him. Someone said, all this is in God's plan, and we aren't going to change it. But that's not true. Yes, He will remove the restraining force someday, but we don't get to decide for Him when that happens. Our job is to resist the darkness with the love, holiness, and power of God. So stay steady saints, and bring your families nearer to God.